This is CliffCentral.com. Please be aware that this show contains crude and foul language. If you are sensitive to topics like science or religion, we cordially invite you to please fuck off now. Thank you. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? I'm here. It's me. Yes. Ah, oh, it's such a wonderful day. Do you know why? Because it's it's quite cold, and I like that. So... You don't feel tired. The rain is a bit much. You know, it's been raining and raining. Sorry, Cape Town. It's been raining and raining here. Uh, my dogs are a little bit frustrated. They've got cabin fever because they can't do anything. So Kent, my smaller dog, has taken to attacking slippers that he can find. And demolishing them. Because I've got some strange slippers there, like emoticon slippers, you know, with those um, uh, uh, emojis. And then I've got two bunny slippers that I used to use for Blartzi in, in one of the previous shows. So they are there, and uh, Kent is now f- fucking it up. And then Alfreda is just looking like she wants to commit suicide. Just uh, on the floor all the time. Because it's wet outside, she doesn't like the wet. Oh my god, what to do, what to do. Anyway, so that's my problem, my first world problem. Hi, Rian. Hi, Kasper Ugane. That is good, you have you to see. Yeah, you work, man. Yerra. Where have you been all the time? I was a bit plastic for a paar days, and a nice vergadering there by Goldfields Casino. Gehad, okay. But for was, yeah, we're going to do entertainment vanavond. That is very good. Where are they? In Welkom. Welcome, oh, and welcome. Congratulations. Thank you. So, are we going to see less of you? Are you going to be more welcoming now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're stuck with me. Okay, because I want to discuss with you a couple of things. But before I do, let's just bring in our other team member today, and that is Betty Bernard Base Bangle. <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, hello. I know. I cry. See it. Vertel me now eerst wat is hier die sleutelbeen wat jy so aanvat die, die heel tyd? Wat het gebeur? Ach, dit is een dramatische effect. Um, nee, ek was bykie oorlik die laatste twee dag. Ja, yeah, I know about it. I, because I'm, I make as if I don't know. I know. We went to see Hedwig and it's a very angry oh. inch again. Okay. It was like his 14th time or something. Fifth. Fifth. Wow. Fifth time. And, and uh, still good. And still good. Still yeah. good. And he said, do you want to see it again? And I said, yeah, well, if you want to go, I'll go again. I, I want to see it one more time. And I, or, I enjoyed it more the second time, which makes sense. If a thing is good, you wouldn't enjoy it more the second time. And uh, then uh, Bernard was like whitish in the face and he wasn't well and he wasn't hungry. And then, yeah, but... What happened to you that day? Did you eat something? Did you eat bologna? I don't know. I know. I I don't know. I think it was just a glitch in the system. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everything just stopped working for a while, and I think it just got too much, and um, it exploded. Well, what exactly um, did you do? Well, 
before the show, we decided to go to, well, it, the whole day I felt nauseous and I wasn't hungry, which is not normal for me. <laughs> no, it's not normal. <laughs> and, um, got to Monty and we thought, okay, we'll do Wimpy for, for dinner before the show. And looking at the menu, at the pictures, I literally gagged looking at the pictures. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you okay. See, can I just help you? Yeah, you gotta lie. You can't say wimpy. You gotta make up the most expensive restaurant at Monte Cassino, which is what? La Belle or whatever. La Belle, um, Alta. Okay, we were there. From Not heaven. wimpy. <laughs> No, so very fucking wimpy, yeah, man. But it sat on an anna class. Because beide alta gaan nie waffle heen nie, en ek moet nou praat oor die waffle. Okay, on wimpy dan nou maar. Dis die fucking wimpy. I love the wimpy, I must say. Call me common. Okay, go on. Call me, dit was twee dae voor peidae, sys in ons gaan wimpy toe dan. Ons is nie skam daar oor nie. Well, ek is nie. <laughs> Parenties kan spel. Au. En, toe nog ek, okay, <laughs> Let me order a waffle Because like It's cool Ice cream And like I'll nibble on that yeah. And I took two bites And I'm like I can't I'm not in the mood for this Wow And for my own I say for a waffle Just add Mensen Ding is not right The life is verkeerd dan. Is it now muscular Or is it your bone Next moment I can't stop And I can't bad come to And To break hell loose Mm-hmm. You know, in the movies, that in the badkamer is, there's someone who's near us in the cubicle, yeah. and all the other people in the badkamer look at the cubicle to find all the people who come out, that's how it sounds. Wow. Did you brul? I brul like a leeuw. Wow. Let, I, seven years ago, when I had drunk, I had so opgegooid. <gasps> Ek swee, ek later gedink, so sin, dit kan nie nog van my wees, dat hy uitkom nie, ek dink, iemand is gelink aan my, en dit kom ook uit, want, wat so op jou knieën, had jy geheef? Nee, 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 ek sien komme nie, nee, dit is, dit is public, dit is public bathroom floors, ek het, ek het net soos een kameel bikkie, so, so met my bene gegaan, en het gebuk, en, exactly, ja, dit was terrible, en ek dink is van die convulsions, is my, Sfeere hierso Dit voel of ek Vir die wat nou wonder wat ek hier wei As jy op een rallokhuiser gerei het Drie keer na mekaar Waal die ding, Dan die, die shoulder bars wat oorkom Dan ah, is jy skouwers ja. soeer ja. van dit ja. dis, dis hoe dit voel Ja maar dit is kots dis Maar kots ek was nie op een rallokhuiser Wel dit, dit was een rallokhuiser maar Ja, maar ek kan onthou van tye wat ek pregnant was en gekoots het. Dan, uh, ja, dit is die stedelbene wat seer is. Ja. But, uh, Rian, I just want to quickly come back to you and yes. ask you, what are we going to do now with the dancing? I want, uh, who, are you the go-to person now? Or, or what, how's it going to work? Because, uh, Rian, we need dancing on the show. Yes, yeah, so we've got, uh, ek het so twee weke terug vir jou gesê, daar is een klomp dansers wat nou in contact gekom het ek met ons. Ek onthoud dit? Yes. So, hulle is allemaal nou al wacht vir die datum. Ok. Maar ons gaan ons nou eerst die liekie wat jy wil heel well, doen. Ja, but I was thinking along the idea of that I will give you the songs. Oh, for them to dance on? Yeah. Oh, in future? You see, that's what I want to do. Okay. You see what I mean? So then it's enjoyable for all of us. Yes. But then, but then they can mosmarius on something else and then just adapt it a bit for my song. I've got an idea. Why don't we do this? We ask the dancers that are willing to do it and we put them in certain Fridays and then the dancers that 
want to use their own song will use for different Fridays. Okay, but they get they get more points if they use my song. Yes, of course. We can advertise it like that so they know from from the get go. Yeah, you must. Yeah, yeah. I just mean. So Casper gives the song. It's not cock songs. It's just songs that he loves, and then you can dance on it for him. All right. Okay. Because the first one I want. I'm all up Sufjan dance. Ah, Sufjan. No, that's a good idea actually. Oh my God, what Sufjan can they dance on? Do you know Sufjan? Call me by your name. Oh, oh yes. He 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 wrote this. Some of the songs uh, Sophia, Let me think I'll think about it. Um, The first one Was Eurovision Reject yes. From last year It's called Verona And it didn't even Make the final And it's one of the Most beautiful songs For me So I remember I played that song And you said afterwards That's a nice song mm. uh, After the show And I thought Okay so can we do that thing? Come on, let's try it. Verona, yeah, uh, it's a very nice song. Na 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 na. Um, doesn't quite sound like that, but it's close. Now I think next year, ah, uh, next week, fuck, Friday is Good Friday. I don't think we got shows on that day. No. And uh, so. So the week after that, okay. if the Verona people can then come, and that will be in April, oh man, you you know you can tell them it'll make my heart so happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And as they graag op die show wil wees, dan moet hulle bietjie insit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of nie alles in te sit nie, maar ach net net dan 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 net ons ook a bietjie van. Dis vrijdag en die datum vandag is hoeveelste? Seventeenste. Is jy seker? 23ste. 23 maart. Kingdom, I got my ducks all in a row. They're exactly how I like them. But now I'm afraid they've gone. Good afternoon, I'm losing focus. My soldiers are putting down the guns and I think, oh no. So who's this? Can you guess who's singing here? No, I'm trying to figure it out. He wasn't Glee. Chris. Darren Chris. Darren Chris is correct. <laughs> oh. I first had to check because he started with Chris. Yeah, I was Chris Evans to check nice in movies. Okay, so do you do you watch Versace? No. Uh, is it good? Uh, oh, you oh. must watch it. I'm just scared. I start binging like crazy. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Well, well, binging like eating or <laughs> no, just watching series. And no, you will. Uh, you have to. Really? You, you will binge it, but you won't start killing people. Okay, don't be scared. Because I watched the American Horror Story that you were talking about at the stage, and then I was like, yes, it was heavy. This big yeah. I know that was heavy. But this guy, it's the same producer, but it's called American Crime Story. So the first one they had was um, O.J. Simpson story. That was last year. And now they got the Versace story. And 
And I sort of remember the Versace murder when I was alive at that time. But now it's very interesting to actually see what happened. Oh, wow. And Darren Chris, this guy, who's got a CD out. Homework, it's called. Falling in love was another It's an EP. Never really What's that? The elongated peanut. <laughs> <laughs> it's an EP. Homework. Like seven songs. And he plays Andrew Kunanen or Kunanen, the murderer of Versace. Oh, okay. And you know. Um, you watching a day band? Yeah. You know what I did? You know what I did? And I'm going to tell you here and I'm going to help you and help a lot of people watching the series is that for some arty farty reason, uh, who, who makes this? Ryan Murphy. What's his name? The guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Murphy. He is put, he's playing the, the, the story backwards in our, viewing yeah but we watch it and it's a week early and a week early and a month early and a year earlier what i've done is i've gone back and i i started with the last episode where i was and i watched it forward and it all makes sense ah. because okay. then then you can see how he meets up with this guy and this guy because now we're watching it in a in 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 what do you call it in hindsight mm. but i kind of like it like that it's just like you something happens like what the fuck and then the next episode, like, oh, oh okay, that's why. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I like no, it. no, 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 yeah. it's, it's clever. But in, I, I tell you, in terms of the dialogue and what he says, and and, and certain things that mm. one would understand so much better is if you watch it from the begin of either from the end of terug. So I've done that. Now I know the story very well, you know. And uh, there's a lot of questions about this. This whole thing Because It was 1997 uh, Being gay Was sort of known But not accepted mm-hmm. And This guy Andrew Conanon's First People he murdered Were gay people So He was like on the loose For months Oh so I think part of that was because people didn't care about gay people. Are they revealing new information or no. is it just a story of exactly what happened in detail? What happened was that there was a lady who then went and researched this whole fucking story. Orth. It's, I think, Marianne Orth. And she wrote a book called Vulgar, Vulgar Lies, I think. And it's based on that, the okay. series. So she interviewed everyone, Kananan's mother and father and family and friends, and so pieced the whole thing together of what happened. Because no one knew what the hell was happening until Versace was killed. Then all of a sudden, everyone went, oh, Is it like a Jack the Ripper? He only killed a specific, like the, he, Jack the Ripper killed all the prostitutes. Well, no. Or only. Andrew was a... Uh, like I know him. Andrew, <laughs> no, Mr. Kananan was a very bright young student thing who would have had a nice future, but things just didn't work out for him. Ah. 
and he was sort of brushed to the sidelines and his only way of actually doing something in life was to be an escort for old gay men oh, you see, I see which is not the ideal yeah and he was falling in love like you would with a, a younger guy and 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 that guy rejected his advances and so it all spun out of control oh, for him sounds interesting it's very interesting um but as I say, the, f- the first three people he murdered were in a row gay people. Then he murdered by chance. He had to murder someone to get a car for a getaway. Uh, he murdered one of his escort who employed him, a rich billionaire from Chicago. The other, other two young gay friends of his he murdered. Oh. And then he murdered someone who uh, had a car at the most unfortunate time place where Andrew was at that moment so he needed a new car because they were tracing the the billionaire's car and so he just killed this guy uh, at, at a cemetery he was looking after a cemetery poor thing ironically and then he went for Miami and killed Versace why we don't know exactly oh. but what is very nice in the story is that he always said he's a liar as well he always spun Amazing stories. And he said that he had met Versace in 1992. It could have happened. It could not have happened. According to the the people who uh, researched this story, this version, he did. Quickly meet him in a club. Um, And that's it. But he had, he wanted to be Versace. Oh. And so at the end, he wanted to be rich and famous and live like Versace. But... He couldn't do it. The only way was to let old men escort yeah. him or other way around. So he could have killed Versace out of just spite, yeah. you know? I've been to the Versace house in Miami. There is where he yeah. killed him. Yeah. Wow. So what happened I didn't was know that. He, he went to Miami. Yeah. So he was in Detroit and then they uh, uh, um, they went to Chicago. He fled to Chicago. And then no one caught him. For two months he was... Happily going to Miami, walking around there, having killed four people already. No one looking for him. Really, way to watch this. Yeah, and then he was besotted with Versace, and so he saw him in Miami walking because he was walking around every morning. uh, Versace buying uh, magazines at Mm. the local cafe and stuff. And so he just walked up to him and killed him. And his house's gate is right on the main road. It's it was so on the easy. gate. Yeah, I was coming back on the steps. On the steps. Oh wow! Yeah. And what is true? There's a lot of things that you think is this poetic license or not. But a dove was killed with Versace because a white dove like sort of flew and fell next to him. But that was true. That wow. was quite nice. I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, you must. It's going to be good. It's really a good watch, and as I say, after you finish, watch it backwards. So that was the Ruttles. I uh, sorry, I thought. It was still Darren Chris, but it's not him anymore. <laughs> it sounds like the Beatles help. Yeah. And we're going to talk about another band later on out there. Um, 
this is like a this was like a parody group on the Beatles. So they were obviously sending up help. Yeah, let's listen up good. Out. Out. So that's help. It's got the same chord progression. Now when we meet all kinds of things it seems upset. Anyway, I didn't want to play the Ruttles today, but they're on my playlist for some reason. We'll talk about some other strange band called the What the Doggy Boo Boo Band. <laughs> yes. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, also, like a parody group. Another series I discovered yesterday. I don't know where the band not will like it. Maybe. But you might, mm. I think. Uh, if you like Superman, mm. well, there's a new series out now called Krypton. Krypton. I've seen all posts on it with the cute Oki in. So I'll say it. Kijk. Kijk it. Want now Superman comes from the planet Krypton. Yes. As we know, he's called L L L L L Kalel. Kalel. Sounds like a Israeli fucking vliegtuig dient. Welcome to Kalel Airways. And Krypton is about his grandfather and his father. So their life on Krypton, obviously before Krypton exploded, and Superman, Kal-El, was sent to Earth. And it looks very nice. Okay. Yeah. It's better than Smallville, though. Because Smallville was a bit of a letdown for me personally. Yeah, but Smallville's problem, I understand his problem, was that they couldn't take the whole myth of Superman in the whole story. They had to be very careful with rights, where they stop, with what they do. You see, that's why Smallville was was a bit of a disappointment, because they can't go into the territory that's got copyright. Now, with Krypton, the series... They can do whatever they want because it's a new story. Um, and the Superman symbol is there because that's the house of Kalel. Or not Kal-El, the house of L. The house of L <laughs> has got the symbol, the S. And it's now, so they can Khanmal with their story on Krypton. I enjoyed the first episode. I, I thought, let me just check it out. Yeah. Check it out now. And you know, like 10 minutes later, I was still checking it out. There you go. Yeah. Gaan kijk. Gaan kijk om. This is the sci-fi channel that did mark. All right. Any other series that you are watching that you can tell me about? I know I must watch Queer Eye. I yeah. haven't watched. Yeah, Queer Eye is cool. And you cry, hey, with every episode. I do, but I have a lot of time in advertisements. Ek weet nie, ek dink ek gaan ook dier menopause of iets. Ek dink so met die gekots van jou. <laughs> ook om kots mense in menopause. Ja. Ok. Dis dan dit. Dis dan dit. Ja. So, ek het nou iets gekyk wat cool is, maar ek kan nie dit nou onthou wat... Jesus, so alzheimer kiek ook in. Wat jy het gekyk op Netflix? Ja, ek dink. Ja, as was op Netflix. Nee, ek lieg. Nee, het is op catch-up geweest. Um, Young Sheldon. Dis blijkbaar baie goed. Baie, baie I'm going to watch Mal it. Ja. I saw an excerpt on, on Facebook and I, it, it's really up my alley. Mm. Baie, baie He goed, was giving baie. the door many cock in church ja. and I thought, no, ja. that's ja. nice. Ja, I'm going to watch this. Hierin daar is het so van, 
dan sal iemand sy acting my bykie irriteer, okay. maar ek geniet dit, dis, dis lekker. En wat nice is... That's what it is. Sorry, Rian. Uh, Jim Patterson still plays a big role in Young Sheldon. Jim Parsons. Parsons, sorry. What does he do? He still has voiceovers. Uh, So you still get reminded that it's Sheldon, which is nice. Because otherwise you forget a little. Yeah, he narrates the whole... Can you go be marketed as a TVS? Um, same creators. I don't know, but there's also Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Chuck With the I.O. Chuck, 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 Anything else? Allocated Survivor. Very good. It's... Um, Come Keith back. Allocated Survivor. Allocated. Oh, designated des- Survivor. Designated, sorry. Sorry, designated. Oh, My bad. you said allocated. Sorry, sorry. De- designated Survivor. Well, that, oh, that's what Kiva. Very good. Kiva, eh? Yes. Was I watch it? Definitely. Okay. Especially with what's going on in politics. It's, it's so uplifting to watch uh. something different because he's the only one that survives the bombing of the um, capital. Should you tell them that? Yeah, yeah, because that's how it starts. Uh, and then you understand he has to be sworn in as president and he just has to take over this role uh, immediately. Very good. I see there's already another season going for yes. it. So it's working. I will definitely watch it because I love 24. Amazing, right? Uh, and Kiefer, you know, he's... He's a he's, pro. He puts on that voice, but it works. I, will de- I, I know about that series, but I wasn't sure whether it's good or bad. But now I'll watch it. Ja, want dat is te veel goed om te kyk, mens weet nie waar om te los of te vat nie, want ek maak met elkaar ook. As jy lis is vir simple Sunday afternoon entertainment, mm. dit is nou glad nie a, a, mm. soos a series of whatever nie, yes. nailed it. Nailed it? Is it about Jesus? Nee. <laughs> what is it about? Betty al wees daar dit te vast. <laughs> what is that about? Nailed it is um, this is a reality show, cooking show, type of thing. But the the presenter is borderline annoying, but not yet. So you can not know. So it's very funny. But it's going to be amateur cooker, Cupcakes, bak vir kinders, maar het is altijd te fok op. Uh, dan kom hulle in, en dan is al een masterchef. En dan sê hulle, oké, okay, jy het een uur om hierdie te recreate. En dan maak hulle dier, oh, dat is al een trouwkoek, wat aan die hemel raak, met sugar roses en whatever. Okay. En dan, die goed waar uitkom is, hysteries. <laughs> maar dan, elkeen het ook een panic button op, um, op die uh, tafel, dat as jy panik, dan druk jy die panic button, dan, dan kom help die, let uh, permanente judge, my uh, French, my, hy praat Engels, mm. en dan kan hy ook om help vir drie minute, vir enig iets wat jy wil vraag, maar, een van die ander contestants, ek denk jy met die swakste in die vorige round gedoen het, ja. het uh, ander button, en as hulle, as jy panik en jy roep om, dan kan hulle, dan, dan kan hulle dan alle knopie druk, en dan praat hy net in Frans. So dan kom uh, help by jou, maar net in Frans. Weer die bom zo, sy wou, sy wou. Dis so a fuck op van a show, maar dit is baie entertaining. So that's his punishment then. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> en op wat a channel is dit? Dit is Netflix. 
Ik zal definitief ja. kijken. Nailed it. Oké, okay. but listen, Bernard, you said something the other day. Maar ek gaan Afrikaans praat, want dit is Afrikaans. Um, ons het gepraat oor die feit dat Betty Bangles die show weer terug is op VIA. Ja. Maar toe vertel hy my van die shows op VIA, asjeblief vertel vir my, hierdie shows klink amazing. Ek is jaloers dat ek nie VIA het nie. Um, amazing vir die verkeerde rede is, maar ja. dit klink stunning. Ik hoop nog voor een second season, so ek hoop nie, ek skiet myself in die voet nou nie, maar, nie maar als baie interessante shows. Wat is veldboekies? Postboekies. Ja? Post? <laughs> wat is dit? Oh. Post, <laughs> wat is die lang show hierdie? Um, postboekies gaan oor, dit is een kruising tussen survivor en topmodel. Wat? What? Nee dat hulle modelle is nie, maar um, dis nou hierdie prachte stadsmeisiekies, blonde poppies, wat hulle in die bos instuur. Wow. En dan kry jy balkies vir goedkies wat jy doen. Oos die scouts. <laughs> maar hulle moet een bokslag. <laughs> dan kry jy balkie. Dan, dan hang daar een bok van een boom af, en dan moet jy in om jou slag. En dan een wat om die vinnigste slag, kry jy nou balkie. Oh my en goodness. En so word hulle uitgebouwd. Was het nou rechte um, poppies? Ja, ja. <laughs> En dan, ek weet nie wat sy doel van die show, wat die een met wen, wat krijg sy nie? Of sy net nou die beste in die bos kan survive? Ek weet nie. Ek het nog nie so ver gekyk nie. Ek het nog nie so op het afgekom. Maar so dit is nie, in my show, as ek nou dit kyk, dan kom ek op het af. Dit is nie een miljoen rand wat hulle ben nie. Ek denk nie so nie. Ek denk op die so nie. Ok, en dan, dan was nog iets wat jy my van vertel het, wat verskrikkelijk snaaks klink. Dit is van mense wat moet teken, of wat? Kinders moet op teken. Rai wat in die box. Ja? Dis die, dis <laughs> die, die titel van die show. Ok. Baie oorspronkelijk. Ja? Rai wat in die box. En dan? Dan moet hulle rai wat in die box. Dis een man en pa, dan sit hulle nou in een kamerkie, en dan hulle kind is in een ander kamer, en dan moet hulle teken op een boord of whatever, wat in die box is. Maar die kind is drie. <laughs> ek kan skaarse pen vasthou ja. en dan teken hulle een gieter maar die gieter lijkt soos dinosaur wat dier een abortie gegaan het ja. en dan moet die man die pa nou raai wat het is en dan, maar jy kan nou disappointment in die ouwers oos sien laat hulle nie hulle kindse taal verstaan nie oh <laughs> dat is het nou sien, hulle failed him wat is in die box is nou soos hulle adoption forms of wat dit is iets uit hulle huis uit wat hulle sal ken wat die kind nou sien wat die kind moet nou dan teken hy een Picasso version daarvan ja, heel te mal sy maas het dilde ja, imagine imagine oh, that's nice for a sketch ja wat ek sê vir Bernard toe dit klink vir my soos iets wat my sketsen van kan maak ja so vir die wat is wat in die doos sal ons dan a dildo hebben ja, dan begin Hoe meer jy kan teken, hoe meer ongemakkelijk raak jy ouders, want hulle herken dit, maar hulle wil nie sê nie. En hulle kyk so vir mekaar, en mama begin soeer. Ja, sou sy naam kan wat te doos wees. Ja, well, ja. Maar wat in die doos is nou, sê? Want dit is meer subtle. Yes, jy sal een field day heen met al jou idees. Oh, my goodness. En die koek daar nie. Die koek daar nie. Dit is die naam van die show. Die koek daar nie. Wat doen sy? Sy bakkoeke. Maar dit is... Kry sy thema's? Sy, sy heeft geen idees vir, vir birthday cakes en alles. Dit is Dit is kijkbos, ja. Okay. Maar... Sonder een budget. Ja. Een <laughs> <laughs> melkderkie. Ja. 
Nee, oh. dit, 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 dit is rarig. Ek dink, Via is entertaining. Via is my kanaal, dink dit is, ek. Dit is rarig entertaining. Ek, so ek, depressed is, gaan ek via moet aansit, dan gaan ek net lach. But unfortunately, it's part of the DSTV bouquet. And that I don't have. Shit. Ek wonder altyd hoekom nie. Jy sê baie keer hier het nie. It's a waste of money, Rian. It's a waste of money. So het jy ander manier hoe jy nieuwe fliks kyk? Of course, yeah. everyone, they watch Netflix or Showmax or Hulu. And... Ja, en is daar op voor het op DSTV is. You're, you're a bit fucked if you, if you like sport very much. Because yeah. I must say, DSTV is very good with that. I let the fucking angle van elke hoek af met die golf op elke kanaal, they're good with that but for the rest, you can easily get it, but now via or via, oh it sounds like a problem, I must see these shows, and I must make my own versions, I think that is my, my doel for die volgende paar maanden het sal treffer wees treffer, 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 klink vir my absoluut fantastisch now, last week we did Fusco on the Eurovision Song Contest of 2018 in Lisbon, Portugal, 2018, in May. There will be three rounds, semi-final, semi-final, and final. We played a couple of songs. Uh, one of my favorites still uh, is Austria. And Lord, I'm gonna get so have a listen again to this. The more you listen to it, oh, the more you like it. I'm gonna let the floodgates open wide. I'm in open. The clinches are over at um, Take Me to Church. Mm, yeah, yeah. The clinches are. I can't make the song fat flum now. You might like it so far. Okay, but no, come on. And I get no sleep. I'm in. But the men's all up crystal. Hy groei op my mens en dan... Ek het meer hoop gehad met die begin. Nee, jy, hierdie ding gaan op jou groei. Hy het gedoog, hy gaan Iversien gaan. Hy, hy gaan actually ergens heen. Oh. En dan die ander wat ek ook baie van nou na, na betrachting is nog steeds Finland. Se, monsters. Oh, love it. Songs on our monsters. Monsters, yeah. So tonight I'm making friends with all the creatures that are hiding there under my bed. I ain't gonna hold on to these monsters anymore. Now I'm gonna let in all the light and down the world. In funny. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. What, you funny what? You funny new hit songs from Frozen, the musical, is Monster. Okay. Why don't you? I see my name. I like the. I can't be the vice. 
Stalk van Frozen. En hierdie ene is van Croatia. Ek like ook om. Dit is een vrouw, sy is half mal. After the cleansing. Sy rol so'n modder, jy is raar. You got me deep inside this love. You make my heart go. Rocks are crazy. raak gewoon dan die songs, en ek wil my, my, my mens moet ook, so luister jy na oor en oor op die podcast, en, um, dit is so ver, ja, drie van my gunstelinge, ek beloof jou die Oostra ene, Bernard, wat jy nou so afgeskiet het met die fucking <laughs> seer sleedelbeenkie. Wat die... <laughs> Die eerste weet, ek het hoop al voor, dit is een bevolkte song. Hy het amazing begin, en ek het letterlijk, ek, ek love die, die style, ja, en toe het hy so half bubblegum geword. No, because your brain is bubblegum, you must listen to it again. You must listen to it again, okay. I'm telling you. Okay, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, oh, there was something else I wanted to say. You know what it is? No. Neither do I. No, I know, I know, I know what it is. Here it is. The Casper Radio Show, out there. It's out there. Now remember, I we we played the rattles or the rattles, and I said Rian is going to tell us about this weird group. Now Rian, what group is this? <laughs> the Bonzo Dog Do Da Band. Wow, what did they? What and the Grammy they? goes to the Bonzo Do Dog Do Da Band. Dog Do Da Band. Yeah. They are originally from the UK, London, in 1962. Ah, oh, bless them. Created by British art school kids. Ah. That's how it was created. So it's student kind of yes. young humor. Mm. The music is a combination of music hall, trade jazz, psychedelic pop, and then... Parody maybe, eh? Uh, satire. Oh, satire. I wrote pop. I don't know. No, no, pop. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. They, they were very good in their music, with their music. And then they have a comedy edge to it. Yes. It right. Yeah, because it's like, have you seen Spinal Tap? No. It's a very good movie. You must see it. Spinal this is Spinal Tap. Tap. It's a total send-up of the rock genre. And they composed songs for that movie, which are wonderful songs. But it's parody songs. But it's, it's nice songs. You sing along with it. Right. So that is, I think, what the doodahs or whatever also did. But they were very, very strong. I mean, uh, listen to this. Listen to this. See what you think. Can you hear anything? I can't. Can you hear something in the background? There's water with drip. Yeah, maybe there's something wrong. The board. 
Life's like that, isn't it? Only the other day I was walking in the West End and suddenly I was sat upon by hordes of fans and admirers who wanted to touch my clothes. So I took sanctuary <laughs> in a nearby cinema. Normally, of course, I don't go in, but that day I saw something that really moved me. I'd like to share this wonderful experience with you. It was The Sound of Music. kind of humor you see <laughs> what <laughs> no. and so how long uh, dog do dog band how long did they exist i think i read it was about 30 years that's fucking long yeah oh that the sound of music that was funny the setup gedoen het is, dit is baie clever gedoen en ek hou vir sy presentation ek kan, dit is, is so praan in die achtergrond, dit is baie onverwaags dit is, nou, hier soos die ene waar hulle nogal wees ook hulle kan muziek maak So it is a bit strange. <laughs> a bit? <laughs> but I mean, this is the 60s. We're no, not no. even there yet. <laughs> now imagine we remain in the 60s. So yeah. I think we need another Afrikaans. I think we need another Afrikaans. Listen, listen, Bernard. You told Rian something. I, I was just on the... I couldn't quite hear. You said when you were on drugs, you did roller coasters. <laughs> Tell me about that. Oh, now when we just little be in a fuss. Take that. Oh, I'm going to grab us in the verleden weer. Ja, ons het maar, dis... So tell me. Ek het so baie Goldrie City toe gegaan op die tijd, en laat het, dit het boring geraak. Maar dis overal is, so dan maak jy het vir jouself meer interessant. Soos ons het eerst begin met, as jy in in die tornado ding is, dan terwijl hy begin draai, dan draai jyself onderste boe, dan hang jy onderste boe, en syke dinge. En dan raak dit ook boring, en toe vat ons maar draaks. (laughs) En dan gaan jy vat die asset en gaan Gilder City toe. En dit was een fout. Dit was een groot fout, ons het dit nooit weer gedoen nie. Ons het wel, jy wil nie op asset by Gilder City wees nie. (laughs) 
Disclaimer, ek is 6 jaar skoon, ek doe nie meer nie, um, maar ja, jy wil nie, jy wil nie op Asadol wees nie, het is, is nie lekker nie. Jy dink dit gaan lekker wees. But it's not nice. Dit is not nice. It's, it's scary. Dit is, dit is, dit is not fun. Maar ketamine wel, is jaarlik op een rollercoaster. Ketamine is what? That's the horse drug. Yes. Okay. Ja, ons het, ons so het omgevat net voor ons by die Tower of Terror office. <laughs> so when you on cat on the Tower of Terror, what does it feel like? No, cat is... Is no. it the ketamine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what is, what's cat then? Cat is a cheap chemical version from cocaine. Do you think we should start a new segment called Know Your Drugs and you can present it? <laughs> <laughs> For all the health freaks, we've got coke light. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, ketamine yeah. is something no, ketamine is Ketamine Why do you I should say ket in English Or what do you call it? Nee, ons het Het maar ketamine genoem Ketamine Ja Ek gedacht altijd die selfde ding Nee, glad nie So, what would you feel nee. Like on a rush? On um, ketamine Jou brein Is by rijf Maar jou lijf wil nie Is by die ijs <laughs> Ja This is an This is a horse tranquilizer Actually <laughs> Okay, imagine you is op ketamine met die Met die band Kamakama Sutra with me Sal dit werk op tuk? Och, op wat? Op tuk. En ja. Ek dink dit sê irriteer op, op ketamine. Kom, 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 kom. Dit irriteer my op my sober brein. Ek wil. Kasper, wat krij jy die songs? It's amazing. I do research, darling. Op, ek, ek is ook op drugs, maar het leer huishoudelike goed. So it's cheek. Doom. Ja. Doom jou. Okay, well, we have a very extra special guest uh, who has arrived, so we're going to talk to Bernard J. just, just now. But first, here is a song I didn't know existed. It's called by, oh, it's called by, uh, it's called Dada, no, 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 uh, it's by a group called Dada Antiportas. Never heard of them before in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's the drugs, you see. And then it's called I Would... Give you my love. I will give you my love. Yeah. I will give you my love. I will give you my love. One of those. With rhyme. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh dance with me. Oh yeah. I will give you my life, I will give you my life, I will give you anything you want, I will love you the most, 
like a thief who stole his own dreams without even a thought. Oh, tell me now, what the fuck has you do without you on my way? What the fuck has you do? So this is a group, I think they're from a, a, a Latin country, hey, with, with that title. Dada, Dada Ante Portas. Sounds strange. But it is a nice song, and it's sort of, I will give you my life. And they say fuck once, which is like that. So what more do you want from a song? Okay, bye-bye. Como stai? Or what? Bye-bye. Now, oh people, it is my pleasure to have our extra special guest on the show. I have been wanting to invite him, but then I'm too scared. And I think he's not going to come. <laughs> Why would he come to this show? And then I thought, okay, we've been on air or on the internet for a couple of years now, so he must think that people are listening to us. So I'm going to invite Bernard J. And here he is. Thank you so much for being here. It's about time. You've had everybody else I know. No, so no. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. I'm still trying um, what's his name? Andrew Lloyd Webber doesn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> I make no comment <laughs> about mm. Andrew Lloyd Webber. You don't, eh? <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to. Oh, really? It all gets back to him if I do. But what about the boys in the photograph? What about them? Wasn't that a Lloyd Webber show? They've all grown up since then. Uh. They? <laughs> uh, they were pretty then, though. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was a lovely show. It was called something else wasn't it the beautiful game which is really yeah. why i did it and then yeah. he went and Soccer. changed the title yeah yes. they changed it yes. okay but you you i mean you you don't have a grudge against android Weber. oh god no <laughs> <laughs> he meant god uh no He's, no uh, what, when is his birthday today yesterday today is it yeah I think or yesterday yeah. something came up on facebook i think yeah it was uh, and sometime as well Ah. I think it's a big, big day in theatre. Sundheim is slightly older, I think. I, I, he's 104. Well, than me, yes. Yeah. Sundheim is get older and older and wrinkly and more wrinkly, but, I mean, he's a genius. I, I prefer, can I be frank and say I prefer Sundheim to Lloyd Webber, but I love Lloyd Webber. Does that make sense to anyone? It does. Thank you. We can start... But we have to start at the very beginning. And I know that you must be so tired of people asking you the same questions over and over. But I have to just, we have to catch up, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Okay. It goes a long way back. 
Yeah. First, I want to know that accent. What what accent is that? Oh, I always think it's a little island in the middle of the Atlantic. Now, um, I, I'm told it's British. Um, no, no, it's not British. It's something else as well. I well it's like a. S- you know, I, I, I lived in America for 11 years before I came here. Yeah. And when I came here in 1993, people said I had an American accent. So now I don't know. It's fucked up. It's just gone anywhere now, I think. It sounds like you're from a region in England. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, I was born in Yorkshire, but I don't Mate, think I have a Yorkshire accent. Co- don't you think I'm hearing the Yorkshire bit? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the way you say no, you, you say no, <laughs> which is strange. I, I love uh, it. Um, so, yeah, you are from the United Kingdom. Yes. And that was long before there were any thoughts of Brexit. Um, <laughs> and then... You started producing shows there. Yes. And why did you do that? Why does one produce shows? Because one is sensible enough to know one can't act. And I wanted to be in theatre and I knew I couldn't perform. I can't perform. So I went on the other side of the business. Okay, but so there's no, like, problematic feeling about actually wanting to be on stage. We just talked about Andrew Cunanan who murdered Versace because he wanted to be Versace. There's no feelings like that. (laughs) No, I've never... Well, I was going to say I've never tried to murder an actor. I've thought about it sometimes, but no, no. I I, I can't act, and that's why I love actors, because without them I wouldn't have a living for all these years, but I couldn't do what they do. But you love the theatre world. I do love the theatre. So when you do a play, when you put it on, it's like... It's like you're putting it on for yourself as well because you want to see that play, don't you? Uh, yes, I think it probably all starts there, yes. Yeah. And what did you do then when you started out? How did it happen? Were you in London? Uh, were you uh, in the West End or what did you do there? Uh, yes, when I was 17. Uh, I lived in Southend-on-Sea, about 40 miles away from London. And in those days, we still wrote letters and and put stamps on. And I literally, it's true, I wrote 365 letters to try and get into the theatre business um, out of some index I found in a library. And I got one reply um, from a lovely, sweet old man who was the manager of the Globe Theatre and wrote to me and said, if you're ever in London... Um, ring the bell of the offices and we'll say hello. So the next oh, morning shit. at about seven in the morning, <laughs> I was sitting right there, there. <laughs> ringing the bell. <laughs> I've been kind of ringing the bell ever since. Oh, that's yeah. nice, eh? Always that one. Yes, and just the one. That's li- you, you. You talked about life that way because J.K. Rowling wrote nine hundred and fifty uh, or sent manuscripts and only got one answer and. You got one answer. There's, a, there's another example I can think of now, but uh, Elton John, um, and then uh, Bernie Taupin answered, and there you had your <laughs> future uh, with that one letter that was answered. So that's amazing. So um, 
What did you do? Did you put on productions at the Globe then? <laughs> no, actually. Uh, did you work as a? I did this meet. I did meet this man, and he was for ten minutes. I think very lovely to me. But in fact, he didn't give me a job. And then Bastard. I found out that my next door neighbour in South End on Sea was an accountant, and he had got a job. Uh, in the establishment club in Soho. Do you remember the establishment club? Well, you're far too young, but I mean, you've heard of the establishment club. Tell me about it. It was Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, uh, Nick Luard, and they had opened, I suppose, the first really satirical nightclub. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and I started working there in 1963 in wow. Soho. But he got me the job in the end, my neighbor. So I didn't really have to write 365 so letters. I just story, should have gone next door. That's yeah. right. The whole thing we just set up with J.K. Rowling, all cuck. Yes. You just go to your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a job as a day receptionist because I wasn't old enough to work there in the evening. Ah. Although I did. But I, yeah. I, but I wasn't supposed to. I think I was 17. And I was a day receptionist. And the day after I started there, a comedian called Lenny Bruce came to do his show wow. at the establishment club. And the police in England, of course, as they would, decided that he was illegal and shouldn't be there because he said dirty words yes. on the stage yes. and talked about drugs. I mean, we're going back an awful long way now. Aren't we? Yeah. And he, in fact, spent... Most of the day hiding from the police in this little office. Um, what? So my second day at work, I got to know Lenny Bruce, and I think things have kind of never got better. <laughs> you don't think of England as, as being so strict, but they were, hey? Oh, in those days. Yeah. Yes, definitely. When did it change? I think that whole satirical movement that, that mm. was started at the, at the establishment club eventually changed everything yeah. because, of course, uh, Kenneth Tynan came out of that movement and Kenneth Tynan was the first per person on British television to say the word fuck. Oh, fantastic. And, and you know, I think everything changed at that point. But then you came know, out, out of that. Oh, so uh, when Peter Cook and all those people, they changed the diet so much you can't stem... Uh, Take them back. You can't say, come back, come back. You can't do this. So the British public must have then followed and said, no, it's, not, it's nonsense. And it became looser and looser, you know, or, or more. Uh, satire gets away with murder, doesn't that's it? it. Under that's the, it. Under the name of satire. You see, you uh, say uh, it. I think the English, yeah, they discovered they could be satirical. Are they very good with that? They are like... Are they still? They're yeah. still very good with satire, yeah. They are. I wanted to go back to Kenneth Tynan. Didn't he write O Kolkata? Yes. Well, he put it together. It yes. was a new show. Yeah. Were you part of that? No, I did the one called Let My People Come. Which was <laughs> one of the I remember. Kind of <laughs> Do you remember? I remember that title, remember? yes. <laughs> uh, I was a groupie. Let My People Come in 1974 uh, in New York. I used to go and see it three or four times a week because, you know, I loved going to see naked bodies on the yes. stage. I thought that was quite exciting. And they were pretty naked yeah. bodies, you know. And then they would change them every now and again. So I needed to go back and see <laughs> new ones. And, and then they all used to line up at the end of a show so that you could shake their hand. They were absolutely naked, totally Aww. naked. And then as the audience went out, you used to shake their hand, which was really quite Weird, because you yeah. didn't look at their hands really well. You don't. <laughs> shake the hand, shake the hand, shake, shake, the, shake the, hand. the hand. But I became such a groupie, I got to know the writer of a show called Earl Wilson Jr., ah. and I ended up producing it, 
oh, I think about five times <sighs> in the end. I went all around the world doing Let White People Come. Uh, which, <laughs> what is the connection with Okolkata? Well, it was after... Okolkata was the first of those kind of stage reviews where people appeared totally naked. Yeah. So, of course, afterwards there were quite a few rip-off shows of uh, Okolkata, one of which was Let My People, people Come. come. Mm-hmm. Okay, but did you ever see Okolkata? Yes. And what, what was it? Was it's it just thinking, juvenile now? You know, because it's very funny. The other day, I was like one does in this industry, you're always thinking of what shows should you do now in this country. And it occurred to me that Okokata has never been done in South Africa, has it? And I just thought, I wonder if it could actually work yes. in this country to do Okokata. I will do the publicity for you. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be packed if you do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, I think we've had puppetry of the penis. Yes. Yeah? It did happen, didn't it? It did, hey. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember for sure, but I think they were here. But for the rest, I can't remember any new shows. Can you? No. We never had Naked Boy singing, yeah? Yes, I think it did in Cape Town. Naked Boy singing? It was done in Cape You're Town. You're right. Yeah. It was done. And it didn't come here to Joburg. No. Yeah. No, because it didn't do that I well. I didn't like that show, Naked Boy singing. I thought, mm. I thought it was very twee. It was a kind mm. of salad days of, of the 90s, I mm. think. Um... Yeah, I'd love to do a car cutter. Maybe I should do Let My People Come Again. I'm going to write this down for Sounds you. Sounds great. So we don't forget this. Let My People Come and Okal Kata. Yeah, Naked Boy singing, I, I saw in New York, and I, it was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let My People Come. Ah, I see. But how in, did you end up in New York then? In Manhattan or in um, America? I took a plane from London. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's a very nice, very nice answer. But, I mean, what was the incentive? Thank you, Gaspar. I'm glad you liked my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was that good myself. But, no, I, I, um, when I was working in London in the early 70s, when I first became a producer, um, I, my mentor and my then partner, Paul Elliott, um, that started touring shows from England to Canada and then to Australia and eventually to America. Mm. And fortunately for me, um, Paul had just got remarried and had a child and didn't want to travel. So he used to say to me, would you mind going to Toronto today or would you mind going to New York tomorrow? Now, I was like in my <laughs> late 20s or something um, and single yeah. and had no ties at all in London like apart from my job. And, of course, it was just a dream come true, especially in the 70s and that era. And I kept going to Toronto and could not find an excuse to go to New York. And eventually I just bought a ticket from Toronto and went to New York one day and fell in love with it, of course. Totally fell in love with New York in the mid-70s. So it only took me about two years to leave my job, leave England and go and live in New York. Did you go work scouting in New York? Did you go to people and say... Do you have something for me to do? <laughs> Not initially. I did that in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, I went to New York, and then someone offered me a place to stay in Los Angeles, and I didn't have any money, so it was nice to have a place to stay. And I thought, well, Los Angeles should be exciting too. Mm. And I went there, and I had already met, um, you possibly know this, it's a great part of my life in the end, but I'd already met an actor called Divine. We're going to talk about Divine, yeah. And he chased me to Los Angeles and said, 
you're going to produce my play called mm. Women Behind Bars in San Francisco. And I said, am I? <laughs> I said, are you going to raise the money, Divine? And he said, well, we'll do that together. And the next 12 years of my life followed from that conversation. From wow. So it all wow. just kind of yeah. flowed. We went to San Francisco. We lived there for quite a long while. I did the play. It worked quite well uh, in San Francisco. Then it was taken back to the East Coast in Provincetown, and that led to us kind of saying, well, then we finished the season in Provincetown. Let's go to New York. So I... Did end up in New York. Yes, my oh, good. Now, why I asked uh, if you were looking for work there is because, as everyone knows, when you are in New York, immediately what you want to do there is just work because it's just energy. You just want to do something, eh? Yes, it's creative energy, uh, electricity. Um, we're going to continue with this conversation, but. This guy here is called Betty Bangles, Bernard, and he has got a section called Skier and Skinner, which is like gay news. So I think we are at the right time now, Bernard, to launch into your gay news for the Let's launch. The week. We can all talk together. Let's do launch. Yeah. But just um, hang on. I have to play your sting. Otherwise, you know, life is not complete. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Ira. It's uh, Bernard with Skier and Skinner. So tell us. Well, I need to just lightly touch on this before we oh, I've heard that launch before. into the other news. <laughs> um, also, three ended. Oh, and oh, 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 wait. I've got a music for you here. Okay. Well. Okay. But you go on, All Stars. Yeah. People who don't know, he's talking about RuPaul. Yeah, I should have to clock on the guy. It's not actually a matter of Trixie had won. Yeah, and I'm not happy about it. I don't know, Gaspard, you watched it. Are you happy? No, I'm not. No. I think Shangela was robbed completely. Mm. Shangela was stunning. Yeah. Bendela. Krem, I don't know what he did there. Bend it out. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then Trixie and Shangela was the, the top two-ish. Mm. But they just... Set him now off. Where? Screw you, Queer. Ach, jammer. You all switch me off. <laughs> no, only oh, when you're annoying, I will switch you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and uh, all the. Shangela won almost every challenge, and then she had to vote people out of the competition. So I think it was just bitterness that they. Because RuPaul thought it was good to let the people that was voted out choose the top two. Of the competition Oh And then if you're going to vote me out I'm not going to choose you to be in the top two no. So yeah um, There's there's a whole lot of Mixed emotions about it But yeah Let's move on from that So we got the new season starting this week It actually started last night <gasps> Stone the Crows yeah. yeah so we'll be able to watch it in some ways 
No, I will go search today. for it now on the dark, dark web. <laughs> yes, the dark, dark web. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like I said, now this is like new people. Yeah, new queens. It's season 10. It's a, like a milestone for the show. So, uh, yeah. Wow. I remember years ago when the first one and, 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 and RuPaul said, and the winner receives... One dollar or something. <laughs> it was ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, the first season, and oh, now it's a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars. No wonder they're so bitchy. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a lot of money, man. Yeah, but back on our own turf. Yeah. Uh, on Human Rights Day, um, history was made yeah. by the gay flag being raised in Pretoria at the government buildings. Yeah, I'm quiet with with, with surprise with and love. Yeah, but yeah, as gay people normally are, yeah, it's not good enough. Oh, what now? Because now there's a whole fight going on on social media because it was called the gay flag and not the LGBTI flag. Oh. And it's not all inclusive oh. and what, 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 what. They're not seeing it for th- what it actually is. I mean, it's a it's a great stepping stone. Massive step for us, mm. but now oh no no, uh, they they called it the gay flag, which is only gay men. They can't raise all hundred and five flags representing the community. I mean, there's one pole. <laughs> yeah. I know. So and yeah. he's in Poland. <laughs> but the thing is that it's that flag you, you obviously associate with. And that used to be the LBGD, only flag. Yeah, I thought it's yeah. Now it's the there's the bear's got a flag and oh my God. the bottom's got a flag and the oh. tops have a flag <laughs> oh and God. everyone has no, a flag. Thank you. It's back to and the old days of handkerchiefs. Is it exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, so it's so, a... So there's amongst our people there's a problem, yeah. uh, and also they say um, no, it's the DA trying to buy votes from the gay community uh, because they organised it. But they're actually the only party that's actually doing something for us. So yeah, now trust them to make it political. Looking yeah. over the whole thing, but anyway. That's gay people for you. <laughs> you just said the DA, and I remember now. I was sent uh invite. No, 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 no. An audio file by Nick, who is my Uber driver, about someone who tries to say DA and can't say it. And then he sent it to me as a, uh, as a listen, listen to. The, maybe it's funny. Right. Fact of the matter is, justice, justice. Delay is just justice, justice denied. Justice denied is just justice, 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 they're making a a new version of A Star is Born. Shut. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what one is that again? Uh, uh, a Star is Born Judy with... Judy Garland. Um, Judy Garland and then Barbara Streisand <gasps> also did it. Can I quickly say yeah. something to just, to just like, like, I know things. Renee Zellweger is going to play Judy Garland. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what, the movie? Must be a movie. I don't mm. know if she can... She can sing, eh? Well, I suppose she'll be dubbed. I, I, I don't know. 
No, but she can sing. She, she was sa- in Chicago. She sang in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? But she Judy, I bitched, but she could. But but Judy Garland's got a certain kind yeah. of voice. Eh? Anyway, you yeah. were with Judy. They're going to make you. The Star is Born with yeah. who? A Star is Born and starring Lady Gaga. Ah, yes. So, and Barbara Streisand saw snippets of it. Yeah. And she said, I can't say too much, but it's good. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, yeah, this is exciting. In Dantrich of by Drag Race, um, Shangela, and a story is born with Oh, who's Shangela again? Remind me. Shangela is the one that I will go to now. Yeah, the one yeah. I liked as yes, well. Yes. Yeah, and I've forgotten the name already. So she's going to be in A Star is Born. As what? Playing sort of Lady Gaga's drag mother. She's a bar owner in the movie. Uh. Um, I haven't seen A Star is Born, so I, I can't place the characters. But yeah, she's going to be in drag, owning a bar in the movie, and it's a small role, but it's a, a like a pivotal role in in the film. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was another one with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, which I never saw. I saw the Judy Garland and James Mason one. Okay. That was the second one. Was that the second? That was the second one, was wasn't it? it? No. That was a remake. Wasn't oh. it? Was her name Janet Gaynor? I, I think. That is before my who, time, man. Who Anna. did? Your, what, it's even before my time. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm amazed they were making movies before my time. No, I think her name was Janet Gaynor, who did uh, the original Stars. Was it a talkie? It <laughs> <laughs> was that before sound? <laughs> Oh yeah So this is the fourth remake Okay But it's a, it's a good story If you become famous It's too much for you You're overwhelmed I mean it's a nice story Always Nice And you fuck out And die oh. Well Gaga's and it's actually a cake Yeah I will watch it as well yeah. That's fantastic And you know what um, If they remake Evita Gaga Gaga For sure Yeah For sure Yeah I mean now with the production of this year I saw Lady Gaga, Gaga yes. in what Emma Kingston yes. didn't sound like Gaga, but but um, won't go the there look. again. <laughs> no, don't go there. Um, yeah. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will mm-hmm. Young sounds too gay. Or oh, that's what he was told. By his mother. No, by his, the producer <laughs> that um, produced his song um, Leave Right Now. Oh. That major hit. Apparently, he was made to record it over and over and over because he sounded too gay. What? Yeah. What is? What does it mean sounding too gay? I can't Is 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 it the song? Now that's out. Uh, no, it's it's an old song already. I mean, it's just like. So where did you get this news now? He came out talking about it now. What's the like, song's name? About the homophobia in the music industry in. Like, oh, you don't, can't look like that, or that looks too gay, or you can't sound like that because it's too gay, and so, yeah. What's the song's um, name again? Leave Right Now. Oh, and then they had to do it over and yeah. over again. That's a little harsh on there. Yeah. Just, well, uh, yeah. well, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that song, and let's just listen if he sounds gay. I think that is a good test. But I had a lisp, so I sound gay. the lisp. That's good. That's really good. I'm here, just like I said. Ooh, no fuck. <laughs> Though it's breaking every rule I've ever played. I think it's Michael. It's like Young Jackson, yeah. 
is just the same. This is take 700, eh? Why make it strong to break it once That again? strong is a bit of a mm. problem. I linger a bit. And I'd love to say I do. Give everything to you. That's sweet. It's the butch version of the song. So I say. Right now, I know this. Yeah. I think I'm better leave right now before I sound too gay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then lastly, um, Mike Pence, the family, no. uh, they brought out a children's book about their family bunny. Oh. Yeah, the bunny's name is um, Marlon Bundo. Okay, I'll, I'm going to tell you, I had a, a, a quiz on the show, and one of my questions is, who's Marlo Bundo? Okay. We've answered oh. that now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the book came out, his wife illustrated the book, and then John Oliver mm. rewrote a book about Mike Pence's bunny. Where the bunny falls in love with another gay, uh, another male bunny. Oh. And this book is number one on the bestsellers list. The, the, the parody number. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's taking over. Um, Mike Pence's book is, I think, number four. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Shame. And, but yeah, his daughter also bought the book. And yeah, the, so they're supporting each other, and she actually took a, fo- a photo of her with the bunny, and uh, and the John Oliver's book. Uh, the the daughter by John Oliver. Yeah, book. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, she said uh, uh, proceeds going for charity, and she wants to support that. Yeah, and she um, on the cover of John Oliver's book, um, the bunny is wearing like a very colorful gay bow yeah. tie. Yes, so she took a photo um, of herself and the bunny, where the bunny is wearing that exact bow tie. Uh. So yeah, I think it's a. Um, so at least she can laugh at it. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't think Mike is laughing. Mike is not laughing. No. Pixar or Disney should do a, a cartoon of it. I think that's it. Well, there's an audio book and um, it's voiced by Jim Parsons and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. So yeah. it's it's doing well. Yeah. So a movie is not out of the question. I think it's a very original thing. They always do that, the John Oliver show, the last week. What, lo- what's, what's the show called? Last week, tonight or mm, something. Mm. Tonight, last week. Mm-hmm. or they always do something like that. They open a website or they print a book in response to something. It's very yeah. nice. And it's it sold out at the moment because they didn't anticipate it doing this well. They actually didn't think people will buy the book. They did it as a joke. And yeah. now it's in second print because it's in such demand. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I saw something which I quickly want to mention, uh, Bernard. On Instagram, and it is, I think that Bernard will know this guy, Andre Schwartz. He was on a plane, a mango plane. Now, that is not a euphemism for something <laughs> that's really a plane called the mango plane. And apparently he booked and his space wasn't the space he required. Because mango subleased the plane from another company and so Andre couldn't put his knees together in the plane (laughs) or something (laughs) and then he wrote to complain to Mango it's all on Instagram he wrote to complain to Mango and Mango wrote a letter back saying dear fill in name here (laughs) comma thank you we will give this our attention (laughs) 
love mango and then he wrote back i don't appreciate generic answers <laughs> so well, he had a very unpleasant flight I think that's gay news. That is funny. That's by funny. Father, he's like, "Never make work on it." Now he wanted to work on the laptop. Anyway. Ma- and oh, gay news in Mango. Um, yes. Mango Airlines is the official sponsor of the Pink Luri Festival. Oh, bless them They're all. sponsoring all our flights and everything. So bless their whole. we love Mango. Thank you, Andre. Can obviously. Yeah. No, he's not going to no, do he's going to fly in Kalula. That's <laughs> for sure. But, 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 Rion, I saw something that Instagram has now changed something that is now making everyone happy. What is it? Right. So, very long story in a much shorter way. People want Instagram to be a lot more chronic, uh, chronic, 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 <laughs> <laughs> chronological, just like Facebook feeds are. Your freshest news should come up first, where Instagram sometimes. All the popular photos are from eight years ago. So people have been complaining that they oh. want it more in the form as Facebook as the latest photo that comes up. That's why I see old pics mm. or saw. Yes. It's changing now. Yeah, so the pics we'll see is normally the ones that get clicked on the most, not oh. necessarily the latest ones. So the a spokes, a spokesperson for them said they are looking into it. They're going to tweak some of it, but it's not going to be like a Facebook live feed. But the latest photos will be... On first Okay Yes Now are you on Instagram Bernard? No Why not? Are you one of those who ca- can't handle a computer? I, I, I'm on I have a Facebook profile I That's good That's yes. a good beginning But that's as far as I've got <laughs> Really We still got to get you the Twitter then And the Instagram Yeah I'm not good at all that It's too much to follow as well mm, You so are on yeah. Instagram Am I? Well, I didn't even know it doesn't look like me. What <laughs> are you showing me? Is it? It's posters. <laughs> better, better than me. Uh, I, I didn't even know I was on Instagram. Thank you for Bernard telling me. Theatre producer. <laughs> someone is. Yeah. Someone is there on your name. Uh, yeah, it's you. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, you must find out what's happening there. <laughs> Maybe it's the theatre who opened it for Could you. Be. Because you were very involved. nice of them to do. That's that. very sweet. Yeah. Because that's these days they have to do all the new avenues. And now, oh, now it's this, and now it's that. Now it's Instagram. Now it's Twisp. Now it's Twips, Now it's Bright Rock. Whatever. Everyone tries to follow. But you were at the Johannesburg Theatre. You were employed there for a long time. <laughs> Did it feel like that to you? No, that's how I got to know uh, your name. Yeah, and I um, I knew then what you were doing and where you were from, and then I heard the story of Divine, which I would then wanted to ask you about, but I thought you're going to vomit because everyone would ask you about Divine because you actually wrote a book about it. Yes, I did. Let's punt the book quickly. Oh, what was it called? Not Simply Divine. Not Simply Divine. Yeah. Take a lot. Co.za. Urge them to get it. Um, you, you wrote a whole book about that experience. But before we go back to Divine, let's go forward to the Johannesburg Theatre. Why South Africa? Uh, what made you come here? When Divine died in 1988, 
uh, I needed a job, really. I mean, mm. I needed an income. And because I had managed a very a famous drag queen for 11 years, mm. the, I found that the people I had used to work with in the theatre industry didn't really take me seriously anymore. They mm. thought, well, that's what he now does. He manages drag queens. Um, so I kind of escaped. I needed to escape for a while, and I went to Spain and wrote the book quite quickly. And then that book took me back to New York and I bumped into somebody I know in New York and I won't say the name and I won't say where we, where we bumped into each other but it was about four in the morning and mm. this old <laughs> friend of mine from South Africa actually said come to South Africa for a year and it was 1993 so and, that was the and change yeah, yeah I mean who would have turned that down so mm. I had a one-year contract to come to South Africa in 1993, and I've been here ever since. That's amazing. And fell in love with it. And well, and fell in love with somebody too who is South African, which okay, helped. Good. That, that helped helps. a lot. Yes. And do you stay in Johannesburg? Yeah, I stay in Kilani. Uh, okay. So you are, as a producer, I thought you would be sitting on top of table mm-hmm. bay or something. So you're actually in Johannesburg. No, there's another producer. But I, thought I know, I and I'm going to name names. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I, uh, I live very happily in Fantastic. Johannesburg. I like America living in Johannesburg. Yeah. And then you just, did they extend your contract every year or did you then sign a long term? Uh, no, I, I did what I was supposed to do for a year and yeah. then again my career started taking, what do they call it here, shot left or something like that. I'm still trying to find out what that really means. But my career oh, yeah. keeps kind of just moving along. I'm very lucky. I mm. mean, I've been extraordinarily lucky. And then all of a sudden this job came up at the old Civic Theatre. I'd been going to Pacific. I loved the theatre itself. And suddenly this job was available uh, as CEO. And I mm. thought, well, that might take me back to kind of where I was a long while ago. Mm. And I applied for it. And very much to my surprise, I, I got the job. I was very surprised. Very nice. And the Star newspaper that day printed a headline, or in the Star Tonight, printed a headline saying it's going to be a divine theatre oh, <laughs> oh, that's why I still nice. can't get away very, very they will nice. not let me get away yeah they will not <laughs> yeah. clever oh, that's a nice heading um, and so you met Janice Honeyman here yes at mm. the Civic because that's one of the things you are very much known for is the pantomimes each year and and what is the magic of those of, of the collaboration between you and Janice. Oh, I think the magic is Janice Sunnyman. I really do believe that she is the magic. It's what she creates. It's not just a pantomime. It's a Janice Honeyman pantomime. So she had already been doing that for quite some years before I got involved. And in my job as CEO at the Civic Theatre, uh, I was also expected to produce some shows because that's what I've been doing in my life. And so I started producing the pantomime for her, and we kind of grew it into something, mm. I think, bigger and it did. more yeah. gaudy and spectacular. Yes. But it's still, it's Janice Honeyman's pantomime. And I don't know if we would have a pantomime in Joburg without Janice writing and directing it. Years ago, when I was young, they, we, we did pantomimes um, in Johannesburg, but at in Hillbrow. Where else did we do it? Oh, God. A, f- a very good friend of mine used to be musical director and Janice was already director then but they were sort of in their children's 
shoes then. And when you came along, it became spectacular. So was that the influence of the West End? Uh, uh, or, or, or did you infuse enthusiasm into Janice and say, make it brighter, give a bigger, bigger budget? Or what? Because it then became a wonderful, spe- spectacular show. We needed to make more money. Uh, the show was costing a lot of money. We needed to run it for a longer season. We needed to have more people come and see it to, to justify doing the pantomime every year. So I think, yes, the influence I may have put in there was from my early days producing with Paul Elliott and Duncan Weldon. Yes, when must be. Yeah. They were at the time known as the kings of pantomime in London, in England. Not really London, but yeah. touring all over England. I did a lot of pantomimes with them, which were gaudy and spectacular and quite often dirty, depending on who the comedian was that was starring in it. So I think, you know, there was Janice Hanneman's beautiful way of telling a story that she does so well and a great sense of comedy. And, uh, yes, I started putting in a bit of glitz. uh, Yes. And she hasn't stopped me yet. No. She still (laughs) allows me to do it. No, it's it's like every year it is just getting better. I love it. I I I think I've I've seen every one of your pantomimes. I think so. But now it's Snow White this year. Yes. My 18th with Janice, actually. And already cast? Have you already cast? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, quite a long while ago. Have you cast 2025 span to my music? <laughs> nope. Okay, I'll be the dame. <laughs> I'll keep you to that. <laughs> I think I've asked you before to do pattern my but you were always so busy. You didn't yeah, have the time. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, we never spoke directly. It was always through people. And that I didn't like, you see. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'll ask you for your cell phone number before. I no, end. yeah, and just make sure I'm around in 2025. <laughs> but okay, but who's in Snow White? Uh, Desmond Dubé. Aha. Uh-huh. It'll be his uh, fifth, I think. His yeah, fifth he's fantastic. Yeah. I love him. I love him. Is he Snow White? <laughs> <laughs> he's Snow White. <laughs> playing Snow White's nurse. I love him when he's the dame. He has a yes, great sense of comedy as at the dame role. Um, and John Robbie, believe it or not. Ah! Playing, well, the character was the Major Domo, but it's now called the Major Dumbo. Okay. Dumbo, you see, I can't do Afrikaans. But um, he's, he's going to be in it. I've, I've been asking him for years, and of course when he was doing the radio show in the morning, he couldn't yeah. possibly do it. So the minute he retired in 702, I was on the phone. Good. I had his number. So I said, time to do pantomime. <laughs> I'm still not certain he's taken me seriously, but he has signed the contract. <laughs> well, I did a show with Comedy Central where he tried. Yes, yes. And, and I think he enjoyed that. Uh, well, um, he, he tried stand-up comedy and he enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. So I think that was a very good... Who's um, in Engels? Prepare. Preparation, <laughs> thank you, for for the pantomime. And he was quite good. He was good. I really enjoyed yeah. him. He was nervous. He yes. paced up and down there. But, but when he was on stage, he was fantastic. So I think that's going to work. So he's going to play the ma- Major Do- Dumbo. Dumbo. Uh, Major Dumbo. Okay. And who is Snow White? Do we, do we know? Uh, Kiruna Lind Devar. Do you know Kiruna? I don't know what the hell you're saying now. <laughs> well, her name is Kiruna Lind uh, Devar. I think she's, uh, yes, one of the most talented young actresses in this country. Fantastic. She became known through doing, or quite known, through doing Sweet Charity 
with her school at NSA. Mm. And uh, then she left for school. I worked with her in Saturday Night Fever, with Saturday Night Fever, ah, and yeah, I yeah. love her. And I think it's time for her to play a big role now. Fantastic. So she's playing Snow White. She is beautiful and so, so talented. Don't you think that the, the last couple of years, let's say a decade or so, even maybe longer, we've just exploded with talent? Yes, I do. Huh? Yes, I do. I'm so, I'm so astonished that we have all this talent. And they're very good. I mean, color purple. I was so skeptical. I thought, mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I loved the musical. And I was blown away. It, it, is, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, you wore the T-shirt and advertised it yes. for quite a while. Oh, <laughs> I you. did, I did. Yes. But, but, uh, but I, I, th- I, I know it was a long journey for you, that, that uh, play. Well, then again, you see, it's, it's Janice Honeyman. And, and I get accused, you know, the, the, the business, uh, I think in this country, the theatre business can be very bitchy. And at times people say, you know, well, Bernard J., you only work with Janice Honeyman. Why don't you give other people an opportunity? And I say, why should I? I've got the best. And as long mm. as she wants to work with me, mm-hmm. you know, I why want to work change? with her. And she's done, well, I think she's done some fabulous work in her career. But mm. certainly with me, the boys in the photograph, um, Starlight Express, Sister Act, which I loved her production, mm. but I think the best of all is the color purple. And I think she pulled out something in that musical yeah. for me that was even richer and more beautiful than the Broadway production. Yes, because I knew that the Broadway production was steeped in the tradition of a certain American, you know, style that I didn't know whether we would emulate that, and we, and we did, and go beyond that. And that's what I loved, you know, because it's it's very gospel, uh, and I associate gospel with America. Yes, but us. It, it worked so well, yeah. Right? Uh, well, the audience took to it, didn't they? I yeah, mean, it was. I, you know, I never knew if anybody would come and see it. It's a musical I desperately wanted to do, and when Janice said she would, it made up my mind. And then I was shopping it around for a long while, as people know here, and, until we managed to get the deal with Joburg Theatre. But I never really knew if people would come and see it. And, and and it was just one of those great joys of one's very long career, really. Mm. You know, that we packed out. People were, in the end, literally fighting for tickets. I came across a fight at the box office between two ladies for wow. the last seat oh, wow. in the house. What a wonderful thing to see. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I ran very quickly. And it didn't stick. Uh, but uh, it's coming yeah. back now. Yes, it is. Yeah, or August the seventh for four weeks. Isn't that lovely? Mm, that's that's really Bookings are yeah. open already oh, for that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, people run, eh? And and where do they book? Uh, it's not CompuTicket. No, it's not. It's not CompuTicket, people. <laughs> the easiest thing is just to remember JoeBookTheatre.com. If they remember JoeBookTheatre.com, they will find the way of booking for the color purple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you must really. Uh, I'm going to go again. I want to see the neat Chuck Avery. I yeah. see you've got a new one. Lelo, Lelo Ramassimo. Ah. She's going to be stunning. Ah. You saw her in The Color Purple as Darlene. 
you know the three ladies. Oh, the gossip kind of, ladies. Yes, she was the middle one, <sighs> with the beautiful voice, with uh, a stunning voice. Uh, okay. And I mean, she is a blues singer. She's a vocalist, but also an actress, and uh, she's going to take over the role of Shag. And I'm, I'm hugely excited. I think she's yes. going to be wonderful. She's going to rock that push the button. Yes. Song. Oh, but she's going to push that button she's even further. Push it. I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because that's like a highlight of the show. Is that song. Uh, I'm very glad. Yeah, I'm, I'll, de- I'll be there with my color purple, purple T-shirt. <laughs> you can be sure. Loved it. Um, I asked you about when you were young and what song do you listen to <laughs> uh, when, when you can remember a song from years ago that, um, that you want to listen to over and over and you said you, there was a song. So let me play this intro. <laughs> this means golden oldies. Okay, so stuff poopy means uh, dust farty <laughs> in back in time. So dust farty. Is that what a, you a, a dust. <laughs> Uh, stuff poopy, a dust farty, farty, <laughs> dust farty, and you gave me a name. Just hang on, I just want to find it here. But it is from a musical yes. called Where's Charlie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and when was this musical? Gee. Uh, uh, well, when I first became aware of it, um, my parents bought me this single. Mm. Um, it was 1958. I'm just going to, in the background, play an instrumental first. Okay, go on. Um, it, it was a musical that was on in London called Where's Charlie with a fabulous English comedian called Norman Wisdom, who <gasps> I loved. Yes. I adored Norman yes. Wisdom. And this was the second act showstopper. He didn't sing it. Somebody else sang it. Yeah. Well, I've got, the, I, I got a Norman Wisdom version as well. I don't know... There's a great Frank Michael Sinatra Collins, recording of this. I, I, I heard. Frank then, Sinatra did it. You know what Frank did? He cut out the beginning. <laughs> and Norman and Michael Collins put in the beginning where it's, wait a minute, there's always an intro in a song sometimes. You know, like Over the Rainbow also has got an intro before she goes somewhere over the rainbow. So they do this. They say, sorry, sir, something, um, come here first. You see? This is the original. I saw you, sir, having a look at her Intro. as she went strolling by. Now, didn't your heart beat? <laughs> boom, 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 and didn't you sigh? A sigh. <laughs> I warn you, sir. Don't start to dream of her. That m- you must have liked the, the echo of the music with the sigh and stuff like that. Oh, that would, children would like boom, that. Boom. If you say. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. From then on. Okay, so here we go with the song. Once in love with Amy. Then you're always in love with Amy. Ever and ever fascinated by her Sets your heart afire to stay Once you're kissed by Amy 
You can tear up your list It's Amy Ply her with bonbons Poetry and flowers Moon a million hours away You might be quite the fickle-hearted rover So carefree and bold Who loves a girl and later thinks it over Then just quits cold But once in love with Amy was this a hit on the radio as well? I guess, well, I was just trying to think. You asked me the other day, what was the first song I played and played and played Yeah, again? what did you love? And I had to think back, and this was the first record, it was a single, uh-huh. that my parents bought me when they bought me a gramophone. And I suppose they bought it because it was on the hit parade at the time. Yes, must yeah, It must have been. I can't yeah. even remember what was on the B-side. I just yeah. played this... I loved it. Yeah, it um, is one. <laughs> but yet in those days, you know, songs from shows were on the hip yeah. parade. Yeah. So I guess it was in 1958. Is it over now? Yeah, it is. This is Darren Chris again. We don't want to be reminded of that. I've got, I've got this. This is more like a, what do you call this? Follies. Broadway. Version. The Symphonette Society with Ones in Love with Amy. Symphonette Society. There you go. Imagine them. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ones in Love with Amy. Amy is not here right now, but she'll be here in a second. Yeah, so the musical that you then decide to do in South Africa, do you have to check? Like like Saturday Night Fever, do you have to check first? Has Peter Doreen got it? Has Artscape got it? Do they can they book titles in advance? Yeah, you have to obtain rights. Yes. But can you book it for long in advance? Uh, well, you pay to obtain the rights, and uh, if you don't do it within a certain amount of time, you pay again. So, uh, and, and if you're paying in dollars, that becomes very prohibitive. So you try and do it within the time you've got the rights, which is usually 12 months. Okay, so but yes, we all compete for rights. Mm. And if Peter's already tied them up, then I can't do you it. You can't do it, <laughs> unless he leaves it again. <laughs> yeah. And th- so you, after the Civic, what did you do as a freelance producer? Saturday Night Fever? Uh, the, well, as a freelance, the first one I did was Sister Act. Yes. I mean, I still, you know, I'm very fortunate. The 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 uh, the CEO at Joburg Theatre now uh, still has me back. She of puts course. up with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've the first I did as freelance was Sister Act, mm. uh, and then I did Saturday Night Fever in Pretoria, mm. and now The Color Purple. And I'm I've seen still all your doing productions. the pantomimes. You know, did you see Saturday Night? Yeah, Theater? it looks like I've seen all your productions. <laughs> So what what my, what was me we remind you of we must remind you of let my people come <laughs> and oh Kolkata that we also want to see can i sit in with the casting um, <laughs> i want to um and then of course color purple coming back in august uh now you said you were by chance you happened to meet divine who what was his real Name. Oh, Harris Glenn Milstead. 
Now, I know him from the movies. Uh, what's that guy? Pink with flamingos. Uh, and, and the guy with the moustache. Oh, the you're talking about Hairspray. No, yeah, the, the the director. What's his name? Oh, John Waters. Sorry, sorry, I forgot Sorry, I forgot the name. John, John Waters. Waters. The guy with the moustache. Yeah. So you must have known John Waters. Oh, very well. Uh, is he a nice person? He's a lovely person. Uh, because he looks eccentric. <laughs> um, I think he is eccentric to yeah. what he does. I got on very well with John. I liked him very much. But, but you know, we were every other year, we were negotiating. Because uh, um, he wanted Divine to do another movie. Which yeah, he liked Divine. about. Uh, but I wanted Divine to earn more and more and more money, of course, uh, because I got a percentage of that yeah. money, and I thought Divine should, and mm. so should I. Um, so, you know, it was one of those relationships where if it was Christmas Eve at Divine's house, we were very, very friendly. <laughs> if it was me negotiating for him to be in a movie that he already announced Divine was going to be in, oh. and we didn't yet have a contract, then the relationship became a little <laughs> different. <Tricky. laughs> But yeah, I, I I loved him and I certainly found him eccentric. Yes. Um, now the movies, I don't know, Rion Bernard. Have you seen the original Hairspray with Divine? No. Not the original, no. You must. It's like, hey. No, I want to. Uh, I, I find it sad that that's getting forgotten because they are reinventing the John Waters movies. But sadly, now without Divine. Yes. Who, who, yes. who was a, a, a big influence um, in Hairspray. Um, who, who was that talk show lady? R Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake yeah, yeah, Ricky Lake was Ricky the daughter. Lake. Yes. And yes. The, what other Divine movies can you name that you we must go see? You, you know, that, that role that Ricky Lake played mm? uh, was originally written for Divine. John oh. still saw Divine playing... Young girl, the girl, and Divine was by that time what uh, in his early forties ah. uh, when he did Hairspray because he died shortly after Hairspray, and I just didn't see, you know, this man who I was at, well, we were at that time trying to get him on legit television and to Hollywood and all that playing male roles. I didn't really see him playing this young girl mm. um, in Hairspray, so. In fact, I asked John to rewrite the mother's role to make it very much bigger role, Edna. Mm. Uh, and that's uh, how he ended up playing Edna and um, Ricky Lake played... The daughter. His daughter, her daughter. And John. then Edna was a bigger role because of that change. Yes, and mm. then, of course, it always, from then on, was, was the starring role. So John Travolta played that role in yes. the other movie and Harvey wow, Feinstein on the yeah. stage. So you actually created jobs for all those other people. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say <laughs> that. Directly, <laughs> with bargaining power. <laughs> <laughs> and what other movies did Divine do? Please did you ever see Pink Flamingos? I did, Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that Pink kind of made him... Um, Famous, infamous, legendary. Mm. He used to say he could never live it down, but John Waters used to say he couldn't live up to it either. Mm. I mean, it was something of its time, wasn't it, Pink Flamingos? Um, but, of course, he did Polyester with Tab Hunter. Remember Tab Hunter? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I remember that Polyester. Name. I remember Polyester. Yes. yes. In, in Polyester, he kissed Tab Hunter. She kissed her, <laughs> whatever's politically correct to say. <laughs> but he kissed her, Hunter. He loved that. I can imagine. That was wonderful. Do it over. Oh, I think I made a mistake. Let's do it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, polyester. I remember. I, I, I got. I had the VHSs of that, and I can't spell polyester. How do you spell it? P O L Y E S T E R. Polyester. Mm. Yes. P 
P-O-L-Y-E-S-T-E-R. Got it. <laughs> got it. I got it, polyester. But uh, was there a soundtrack? No. Not really. I mean, John always had he always usually had, right? kind of songs yeah. like the songs you were playing before I came. It's the, the <laughs> yeah. kind of sixties stuff. <laughs> he would have uh, as background music. Yeah. But it wasn't. A, no, nobody's made a musical of polyester. I Yet. Think, I think they should because it was all about foot fetishes. I yeah. make a good that's wonderful. That's typical. Uh, John Waters so funny. Now, but 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 the other one, Crybaby, was divine in that. No. Oh yes, I saw Crybaby. Was as well. divine dead then? Or yes, he, 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 he Johnny Depp starred in the movie of Crybaby. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about the so movie. So it would have been after. It was after Hairspray. It was uh, after Divine uh, died. So he yes. most probably divine would have been in that movie. If John had negotiated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess who knows, you know, who, who knows what would have happened. When Divine died, he was just about to be in Married with Children. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, that was his big, big really? break. And wow. he was going to play Uncle Otto, a male role. Yeah. And the idea was that it would be a regular role, but they wanted him to do one to see how it went down, of course, with the mm. public. Mm. And he died the night before he would have filmed. Oh, no. Oh, Uncle Otto. Yeah, in Hollywood, we were there celebrating because he was a, just about to become a major TV star, oh. it seemed, with a lot of money. And mm. I had been hired too because I was his manager. Mm. I would have made a lot of money. Mm. And then we went out to celebrate and went back to the hotel. And he went to bed and the next morning he was late, which was very unusual for him. And I let myself into his room and he was gone, mm. passed away. Uh, in his sleep, yes. Wow. Yeah, sleep apnea, it was called eventually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, in a way, it is actually nice to die that way. I would love to die that way, but I don't want to, you know, suffer. Well, he uh, supposedly got his tongue stuck down his throat. Oh. So you know, one, one you does wonder how much he did suffer. Uh, oh, uh, really? But it was, you know, the weight problem. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we'd argued about that for years, and he always used to say, well, if I didn't have this weight, I wouldn't be famous, and mm. nobody would be paying me to put on a sparkly little dress and sing disco songs and get paid ridiculous amounts of money for doing it. Mm. And I couldn't fight that because yeah. I was also getting, you know, the percentage yeah. out of it. But we're always aware through the years that that, you know, that gross overweight that he was uh, was Probably, it's going to do him harm mm. somewhere along the line. Yeah. And the yeah. shows that you lined up for him on stage was were they like one man shows, drag shows? We, what, what did he do in those shows? Well, well, we got into the disco business. Do you remember um, "Shoot Your Shot" and "Walk Like a Man"? And he yeah, made, he yeah, made yeah. Um, again when we were when we moved back to New York after the Neon Woman and we didn't have any work and there was nothing to do, uh, I met a disco producer with about a lot of disco producers around. Yeah, if you yeah, didn't yeah. have anything to do, you were a disco producer at the time. And I met this guy, David Platner was his name, and I said, I have this big uh, man, actor, known as Divine, perhaps you could record a song with him. And, and he did. And, I mean, for the next 11 years, we traveled around the world doing this wow. disco act. He made 48 singles, I think, in the end, 11 albums, and number one in Israel all the time. Wow. <laughs> in Finland and places like that. And, and we came here and sat to South Africa. Do you remember? What's it called? What? Zips Club? 
Patrick von Blurk and Charlie Cassier used to run a club yeah. down in Hillbrow. A gay club. Should I say? Well, yes, I think. Yes, Patrick yes. Mind me saying that. No, no, he wasn't guest here. And we came. They, Patrick and Charles brought us over at 1984, maybe, to do two I was, nights at the. I think it was called Zips. It was in Could Hilbert. be, yeah. It but we used to travel around the world, and he used to get up on stage for 40 minutes and say filthy things and wear <laughs> very tight dresses and, and, and sing these disco songs. It's very popular. Yeah, Make notes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 84 was just too early for me. I was then still in standable studying. <laughs> so I came to Hillbrown 86. You see, it's just two years. But I had Patrick van Black here as a guest because I love what he did, you know, with his songs. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yes. Paradise Road is divine. So, oh, divine. Divine song. <laughs> Tell me uh, if I say divine, which song should I play? Walk Like a Man. <laughs> I don't listen to divine songs. That's the no, obvious choice. Yeah. Well, shall we? Because the time is up. I just got a signal. You that should play I'm So Beautiful. That'll be a good way of playing out. Okay, I'll do that. And, and I want to thank you for being here. Thank you. It was great and very um, insightful and interesting. Amazing. And I hope you enjoyed it. I, I had a ball. Can I do it again? Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> we'll invite you again <laughs> when you, you do the color... Lilac. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, Rian. Bye bye, Cosie. Bye bye, Bernard. Bye bye. This is CliffCentral.com.